We've reached the sixth and final installment of my summer series. I've saved the best for last by closing the series discussing true artistry. I'll be giving you examples of how I define an artist and if I put myself in the category of an artist. I'll also be giving you the play-by-play of my Beyonce Renaissance Tour experience. I'm David J. Coleman, and it's time for Coleman on Purpose. Welcome to my final installment of my summer series, The Other Sides. I want to thank everyone that's listened to every single one of these segments of my summer series. This has been wonderful doing for both myself and for others that are driving and, and trying to move towards, you know, purpose in life. So as I continue my podcast and my and everything that's going on within my podcast, I want to make sure that I am tuning into things that really make a difference and have impact. So this has been wonderful to do because it helped me to tap back into not only past things, but what I want to see myself doing in the future as well. So it has been a wonderful, wonderful summer series because fall is about to be here already. Can y'all believe it? And we've been able to go through all of these different things um, that have had a lot to do with myself, but as well as people that are out here and really searching for what their main niche is in life. And that is why it's been so wonderful for me to do this. And I want to go and venture into my last segment today, which is called artist. And when I'm thinking about each one of the categories that I've done, besides the one about preacher, I think every one of those entails some sort of artistry when I think about it. And I want to first talk about an experience that I recently had because it has a lot to do with artistry. And it is a concert that I went to by an artist by the name of Beyonce. Now, getting to this experience with Beyonce was quite interesting because this was my fifth Beyonce concert. This was the fifth show that I've been to with her. I saw her uh, at the Beyonce experience. That was my first experience in Cleveland. Then I saw her on the I Am tour, which was when the Sasha Sasha Fierce and all that was going on. Then I saw her uh, after that, I believe I went to, it wasn't the Carter tour. I went to the uh, Formation tour and then the On The Run 2 tour. I did not go to one, but I went to two. And then I finally went to Uh, This past one, which was the Renaissance tour. So I've been to five of her concerts and people always question and ask me, like, why do I enjoy going to these concerts so much? What is your infatuation? Why do you keep going back? You know, there's all this balance also because I'm, you know, Christian. So a lot of the things that, you know, some of the material that she has in there are questionable. And so there's some things that come up a lot of times when we start talking about uh, the artist Beyonce. But I started to remember back why I first liked Beyonce back in the day. Yes, over time she has evolved, she's changed and different things have happened. But I can remember being just back to even high school, the happiest moments of some of my musical, like the things that I heard with music came from Destiny's Child and came from Beyonce. So just watching her evolution till now has been amazing for me. And I always say like at the the last concert before the last, I'm like, oh, this is my last one. Okay, this is my last one. I really don't know when I would, you know, stop going to see Beyonce, but I, 
I mean, I think that I'm at a point now in my life where I feel like I've got to see the full evolution after seeing this Renaissance tour was like, it's very full circle for me. It's very like I can see her passing on the legacy or slowing down or maybe going back to, you know, things that don't require as much from her. So it was just amazing seeing her in that space again. So the experience was wonderful for me because it wasn't just her being there. It was everybody that was there it was the people that were all there just to celebrate another album that she had released. And this album like dated back to a lot of 70s music, which I love. I love I love disco. I love all the things that came from disco, even though that was a very short lived era. I love disco music. I love all of that. So when I began to, you know, hear this album, I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, that rings back to Donna Summer. Oh, that rings back to this. OK, I love it. So just seeing everybody come together, dress in these fabulous, like really like y'all going to the club or going out in these outfits. It was just it was amazing. So you could feel the excitement in the room when you went in. Everybody was ready for the concert. There was no opening act. She just came and she entered the stage. And then we start to hear songs from what I remember. Like it starts out with the slow songs from one of my favorite, one of my favorite, favorite. Well, she starts out with Dangerously in Love. My favorite album is B-Day from all of her. That was her second album. And she begins to sing a song from B-Day after that, um, which was Flaws and All. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I've never got to see her sing this really like live. I don't know if I don't even remember. She might have done it at the I Am Tour, but this was like her now. And even when she was talking during the concert, she says, I realize, you know, all of these words that I'm saying now, they mean even more to me. And I felt like I was in the exact same place as her because that's where I feel like I am in my life a lot of times because it's like. You want people to see you past all the things that may be wrong or a lot of people like to pick out the bad things, but they don't see enough of the good. And I I mean, I could definitely relate with that. So just watching her do all of these songs, even some of the new songs, which not a lot of people, you know, know all the new stuff. But I did because I had listened to some of Renaissance. So it was just a very memorable full circle moment for me, just watching her and just watching how she's progressed over these 25 years and gotten to where she is by the hard work that she's done and just the different things she's done to achieve and get here and even bring up and raise kids and do all the things that she has been able to do. It was really an amazing feat to watch. And I've gotten to see the most important part of it was I've gotten to see the evolution of Beyonce from a singer or just a performer to a full artist. Now, I don't, the, the time when I began to see the artistry really come forth was probably around even a little bit before Lemonade time. I began to see her do full films, full work, full pieces where she was finding, even four. You begin to see that kind of happen in four when she took the reins from her father and started to come under her own umbrella. She got to call the shots. She got to to say how everything goes and how everything looks. And so she got to explore those areas after learning so much from people from the past, she got to become an artist. And that is amazing to me. Like just learning the tutelage and everything that you have to be under to become an artist. It just, it blows my mind when I begin to think about the hard work that is put into, to get to that place. Like you watch your Michael Jackson's, you watch your Beyonce's, the people that over time have studied all these different little things to get exactly what they want to see or their vision for their music. And that is one thing that I've gotten to see that evolution of her over time and how she's been able to grow into where she is. And when I think back to myself, I say my father was was always a, a, a painter, so he could draw and paint and do all of that. He was a real like 
artist that did things on canvas. And that's not my strong suit. I'm definitely not an artist. I have never, um, you know, the most I can do is like draw you a picture of lamb chop or something from back in the day. Cause I learned to draw that from one of the shows I watch or I'll draw you a little good little stick figure. I'll draw your face. The lips ain't going to look right. The nose is going to be a little like two, like, you know how you do the two noses. That's probably what my artwork would look like. So it's not, it's not going to be the best. I was, that was not blessed in the handwork. Like I've tried to do some, like, what do you call it? A regular art or just like art, the abstract. You try to do some abstract art with like some triangles. And so I tried to do something like that over the time when I had COVID for a while. And it just, I mean, even that I have it downstairs, like it's a masterpiece and I don't, I don't know, but it's down there. And I, I believe that I made a masterpiece because it is abstract and it can look, it can be anything that you want it to be. So I am an artist a little bit. Anyway, so my dad is the artist and I was not really blessed with that, but I look to other ways that I've been able to create over time as artistry as well. So when I start to think about the times where I would sit down and I would create a puppet out of a cereal box, a Cheerio box, which I would cut in half and make into a mouth, a square mouth. And then I would like glue that boxed head onto a turtleneck. And the turtleneck would be where I would put my hand through and I would play with the puppet and have the mouth going with the puppet. And then from there, I would put a suit, an old suit that I couldn't fit anymore around the turtleneck. So it would be a full thing. And I would put the hanger into the hands, which I would make out of the leftover cereal boxes would be the hand. And I would stick a hanger through there and that would make the arm move, even though there wasn't like anything within the arm of the suit that would make the arm move. And so I made my own puppet out of that. So I had some types of artistry in my head back then of what I was able to do. It might not have been the same exact as what my father did, but it was a different type of artistry or way of looking at it. And that's why I say I never, I'm going to keep saying this over and over. And even when you start to hear some of my future podcast um, shows, you're going to hear me talk about not being in the box And I feel like a lot of times people look at artists in just one box of just the drawing, but artistry can come from movies. Artistry can come from music. Artistry is everywhere you look. Everywhere you look and everything you see is art. And that's what I am beginning to vision or picture in my head when I start to think about what it means to be an artist or what it what it all entails. So I think about all of those. And one thing that I've always been drawn to, and even when I talk about artistry of music, is a music video. When I start to look at how a music video comes together and all the different particles that you put into music in order to make it what it is, It makes me excited because you begin to see and you begin to look at those things and you're like, oh, that goes with that song. Or it could be something that's totally different or separate from what that song was. It could be something totally off the cuff that somebody thought of. So when I think about it, I I think about even how Beyonce's album came out with Renaissance and how everyone wanted her to put out the visuals. We've been hearing about that a lot, huh? The visuals, the visuals, the visuals. Uh, She's talking about I'm the visual or you are the visuals. She's no longer the visual. She wanted us to do it. I think she did come out with some things, but she might have decided to hold back on what she would originally do with her visuals. I remember every album she came out with, there was a music video following or there was an anthology following or there was something that involved a whole video piece. But she wanted to do something different this time. And when I tell you. I appreciated the Renaissance concert so much more because there were no visuals that were out. I had nothing to compare it to. 
All I could do was go by the music that I've listened to over the past year and apply it to what is right before me and all the things that I've seen at these concerts before or the costumes that have been out or just the pictures that she's shown us. If there was no real music video and I actually enjoyed that a little bit better than any other era. I have to put that out there and I have to say that because even though I love the B-Day era and the anthology that had all the videos to every single song on that album, I enjoyed waiting. Even if we do get the visuals eventually, I've enjoyed the waiting period because I got to really intake and it felt like a whole experience. And I think that's what made even the first concert to me was great. And I, I, I kept telling people that the Beyonce experience was actually my still my favorite. But when I'm thinking about it more and more, I was not talking about the Beyonce experience like I'm talking about the Renaissance experience as much. We're two almost two weeks past when I went to that concert and I'm still talking about that experience at that concert. So you got to say that that one had more of an impact than even the first concert that I ever saw her at. And that was an amazing concert, must I say. The Beyonce experience was amazing it was very personal it was very herself even though this one was more herself because i feel like she really kind of let her hair down a little bit she had to be a little bit more robotic back then but now i feel like she's really let her hair down and she's just enjoying this moment so i'm gonna say that and make my mark right here on this this last chapter of my summer series and say that the renaissance experience was my favorite beyonce concert out of any of the ones i've ever been to out of all five. I can't believe I said that. Anyway, that is that's how I look at it. So I I sometimes do hate to stay within the same family because I I try to like venture out. I try to present Michael Jackson, but I must stay in the same family when I talk about artistry because there's another one that really sticks out to me when it comes to artistry, and it is by the name of the sister of Beyonce, which is Solange. And now Solange to me actually started her artistry to me her own artistry a little bit before Beyonce, actually, when we think about it, when we think about the things that Solange did from 2010 and beyond, because under Soul Angel, I believe Soul Angel and the Hadley Street Dreams, she was still under the umbrella of her father. And then she began to venture off when she came out with True, when she started traveling and she did a video shot in Africa and all of these different things. Her artistry began a little bit before when Beyonce started to like come through. They came through around the same time, but I feel like what really pushed both sisters forward was even Solange stepping out and saying, forget the industry, forget what everybody is, you know, is telling me to do. I'm going to march to the beat of my own drum. And that's what she has always done. She's going to do what is best for her art, for her work, for her mind to stay intact. She's getting away from all the, the politics and all of that stuff. She cannot be perfect. She just wants to forge ahead and do what is good for art, things that will last. And she is the main one. When I talk about somebody that's inspired me to even I'm not even as far as I think I can be with being an artist in general, just having such a a, a mixing bowl of, of just things to do. But. She's one that's inspired me to make things that last, because when I look at some of her work, some of her music, some of the videos she's come out with, those are things that you can put in an art museum. And one day people will look back and study and be like, oh, wow, she did this, that and the other. This is really, really cool. I like to see this. She is the true definition of what an artist looks like in my eyes. So I must point her out when I talk about all of those things that I talk about when we come to an, an artist. So. 
When you are an artist, I have to say this. When you're an artist, you don't wait around to see what the trend is. You set the trend. You think of genius ways to reinvent yourself in your quiet time. Now, this is something I must get a lot better at because I do feel like at a, a lot of times I don't allow myself to be still or quiet enough to see where I want me as a creative or an artist the artist side of me to go. And when I look at a lot of artists now, especially like I look at a lot of rappers because rappers now are, you know, we're, we're beginning to see female rap a lot more. We're beginning to see a lot of different things that are coinciding at the same time, but I'm also watching how they evolve and the evolution of them. Now I watched a video with one of my friends, Kev, and we sat down and we were watching about how music artists over time were built or had time to sit inside of a church or choir and learn those things. I think we talked about that on the episode where I talked, I was, I think it was get your best friend to talk about uh, the industry. Um, I believe that's what it is. But we had an episode in the first season of my of my show it was a chapter and it was a revisited chapter. And we talked about that, how music artists got to build over time and you got you had time to hone your skills and build things and come up with genius ideas or keep working in the studio over and over making an album every single year just to get used to doing it in the longevity and keeping up and i feel like a lot of people especially in something that's so new i feel like the female rap category has become a lot more competitive now but i feel like a lot of times that quiet time or that sit time where you are taking yourself away from social media or not focus on what people are or saying or doing, you're reinventing yourself. So what we're seeing is a lot of recycled stuff. When you don't re when you don't sit down and reinvent yourself, you come out with the same material. You come out with the same things. And I do love the way that that some artists, I must point out um an artist, um, Miss Nicki Minaj, she has come out with things that sound a bit different, like even in this new era that she's going into, it sounds a bit different than what we've had before. Yes, we have the same person, the same uh, characters and all the things that are involved, but it does sound a bit different because she's trying to change it up or evolve. That's what I've seen Beyonce do over time. Have no Beyonce album. You can never say that. Now, you might be able to say that a little bit about some of Nicki's albums, but about Beyonce's albums, no album sounded the same. I can even say that about Rihanna. Although I don't look at her as like a full artist, I look at her as a music artist, but not like an artist of the ones that go and are trying to create visuals and different things like that or trying to put things together. Some of the artwork is beautiful, but it doesn't feel like it's her own. It feels like it, it might have been kind of manufactured a certain type of way. Well, who knows? We don't really know if she might have done it or not. I still say she's an artist, but none of Rihanna's music really sounds the same. It, there's the same. I always tease about Rihanna having um, she does chanting. So she'll do like echoes. A lot of her music has the echoes or the chanting, but she had a rock era. She had different, you have these different eras. And that's what I do love about music that they're starting to put eras in place where you're getting eras. But some people are talking about, we have a different era and it's the same exact thing. You're giving us an era that sounds like the past era that you just came out of. And so we need, there needs to be a switch up. There needs to be a change. If you want to be a true artist and really show your artistry, there are things that must change. You must evolve. You must switch it up a little bit. And even though I sit down here today and I don't do as many skits as I used to do, and I sometimes I get the little urge to do them, but even coming on this podcast and doing it myself, podcasting was a switch up for me. It's different, but I still look at it as an art form because you're speaking, you're learning, you're, you're teaching, you're, you're talking to others about your experiences and you're wanting other people to, to chime in on their experiences. And 
There is an art to podcasting. There really, truly is. And I'm learning it over time. This is all brand new, fresh. I didn't take no classes on it. I'm just coming on here, speaking my mind and wanting to podcast about things that matter and make a difference to me. So I I look forward to the ventures of of doing things and and coming into finding other ways to be artistic. So when I think about a lot, a lot of times we are repeating same cycles and I hope that artists can venture away and, and really find themselves in everything that they look at. Um, I do feel like it's truly time for me to start taking the next steps to liberating myself when it comes to what I'm capable of artistically, um, freeing myself of the binds of negative thoughts that are around me. And um, some of those negative thoughts come from myself. Some of those negative things are projected to me from other people. And it hinders me from becoming the artist that I want to be. And when I talk about artists, I'm not just talking about one thing. I want to find ways to incorporate in me each and every day things that bring me joy, happiness, and it brings me into such an artistic space that it has nothing to do but ooze out onto everyone else that's around me. Um, That it does include music, singing, acting, my faith, and writing. All of those things should be included in there. Do you notice how each one of those things that I named there was something that I talked about during this entire summer series that I've done. It was for a reason. When I say on purpose, it's on purpose for a reason. Each each part led up to something that I include in me in my artistry. It's something that I try to include in each portion. Even though I might not sing on every single one, there might be a little music in the background or something like that. It's all incorporated. There's always something that I want to include because those are things that mean a lot to me. Music, singing, acting, my faith, writing, all of those things make a difference to me. And I want to make sure they're included in my art and what I put out in the world. Some things might be totally goofy. Some things might just be me getting out whatever type of energy I have so I can just place it where it needs to go and go back to what I'm doing. But it all involves something that's within me. And I love that about myself. And I love that about people that pursue that or look for that or try to find that within themselves. So I'm looking forward to getting to my creative space these upcoming years and doing the things that I need to do in order to forge ahead. And I can look back on this video one day and be like, wow, you really did it. You really sat here and you did everything that you said you were going to do. And it's included with what you've put out into the world. And that's exciting. So Each piece of those things that I've discussed, like I said in this series, it makes me into the artist that I am. We should never define an artist by just one thing. An artist can be a creator or innovator of many, 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 many things. And I hope that we get outside of the box of thinking that an artist can only be one thing. They're not just people that can draw. They're not just people that can write. They have so many different things, but unless you open up your eyes to the to the possibilities of what you can be as an artist, if you have a creative bone in your body, if you open it up to all of the things that you can be, there are so many places that your creativity can take you. And and, and just thinking about that excites me in general. And that's why I'm so ad about adamant about making sure that I explore every single facet of what it means to not overthink or allow myself to think freely and to have smart, intelligent, imaginative, thought-provoking things that I create. And that that's really exciting to me. And that's the reason why I'm wearing this shirt today. As you can see, this shirt, if you remember from the very first, uh, it was the very first uh, 
part that I did for this other sides. It was a shirt that said Limitless. This one says Joy. And they were both Franklin, which is one of the um, black characters from the Peanuts uh, gang. And I got this off of a... It was I just saw it pop up on my screen. I I said, I want both of those shirts, Limitless and Joy. Those are great things that I see there that I I just want to wear them to express myself. And I saved it for this one because I wanted to do it at the beginning and at the end so I could explain, you know, the reason why I have this, because I want people to know that this summer series is about what brings you joy and what brings you happiness and what you can walk into your calling in that joyful state and and know that everything that you're doing has a reason and it makes you happy and that you're doing what you're called to do. So when it comes down to it, I just want to make sure that I am bringing everybody the most tangible version of limitless joy that they can feel um, when they start to think about things that I present or that things that make them happy when they watch something that I present. And there are so many limitless possibilities that you can have and what you can bring to the world around you. But my main focus is really the spreading joy part and the happiness to every single person that I come into contact with. That's that's so major to me and that's so big to me. And that's part of why I do what I do. And I've been doing what I've been doing since I was seven years old, five years old, however old I was. It was way, way, way. It's been a long time. And people talk about many things that they've been able to do in their career or that they've done in front of the spotlight. I've been doing this stuff in the privacy of my own home lots of times or just things that I just did just for the fun of it. But then I was like, this is really something that I want to bring into the world. I want the world to see the things that come out of me and the things that are are here and that have been invested in me and that I can spread all around so that more people can feel um, the heart of what it really means to be an artist or just somebody that hungers after creating and wanting to do things that just bring the brightest smile to someone's face. And I do hope that I'm doing that every single day that I am walking this earth. I'm going to close out this summer series of The Other Sides, um, just letting you know that it has been amazing doing this. And I want to make sure that you are keeping up with what's going on because I have an amazing fall that is coming up, a fall schedule that is going to be quite different. Um, I'm getting ready to share some things um, in the next episode or the next chapter that's coming up. It's right before my 41st birthday, which is on September 21st, and it's my 21st chapter. September is going to be something else. I want you to make sure you're tuning in. I've already got it edited and cued, and it's ready to go, and I can't wait to present it to you. Um, It's going to open up so many more things to me, and I'm shedding a whole nother layer of myself that is needed in order for me to move forward in my purpose and what I am called to do in this earth that we have here. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at D-E-L-U-X-E-D-A-V-E. Also, you can follow me on TikTok at DavidJ.Coleman, or that's at Deluxe Dave. You can also look that up and find me there. And you can also follow me at Coleman on Purpose on both Instagram and on TikTok. You can follow it Coleman on purpose. That's all you got to type in. It's going to have all that information there. I thank you for joining me for each one of these segments of my summer series. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your summer, and I will see you in September. Holla. Thank you.